0: You can work as hard as you want to get all the items and stuff that you want to get. It doesn't matter about the cars, the jewelry, the houses and all of that. It means nothing when we die. The key is that you build up your treasures in heaven because in heaven that where nobody will get to, it will always be there with you and you'll be able to treasure those things for life, for eternity.
1: Welcome to the Heroes of Faith podcast. If it's your first time, thanks for joining us. If you're coming back, hey, good to see you again. Uh, we are here to identify and inspire our heroes of faith all over the world. And we're grateful that God has been connecting us, uh, you know, domestically and around the world. So we're going to dive in today. We got a special guest here and no better time than the holidays to think about others. So, that's what is on the agenda today. We wanna welcome Mr. Cornelius uh to the podcast and talk about homelessness. so yeah, we got a lot more a lot more than that to cover so but Cornelius, you know we thanks for coming on the show um you know we, absolutely. we'd love for the guys to get to know you a little bit. You know, we're just all kind of just regular guys, but God's called us to something bigger than ourselves so Maybe if you could just give us a little bit of your testimony and your, your background and just tell the guys who you are.
0: Okay, well, my name is Cornelius Myrick, um, born and raised in a small town in Watonga, Oklahoma. Uh, not much about me that, you know, nothing, you know, popular or anything about that. Just, you know, um, came to the city, Oklahoma City, moved here and just been kind of finding my way. I knew God had something in store, you know, for me and got married to a lovely lady named Sophia Myrick. And we come from two different you know, backgrounds. She had a couple of kids. I've had a couple of kids and we united one as a as a big family and got into a medical field. So it's a lot what I do. I work in the medical field with heart surgeons and assist in heart surgery and kind of what they would call a surgical tech. But you do more than just, you know. You think you're just going to be just passing instruments, but, you know, you holding the heart, you helping with, you know, make sure those arteries are getting on the heart right. So you name it, anything doing with your blood, that's pretty much what my job is. But my call is the difference. So, you know, what God has called us to do, and this is the ministry that we we give, it's his ministry. We always say it's his ministry because it's his work. We are firm believers in Psalms 118 and 23, where it says, this is the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. So we give God all the glory and all the credit for the uh, mission of GBU, which stands for Get Back Up. And that's what we're aligned to do as the ministry is to help people get back up on their feet one step at a time. It doesn't matter if you're homeless. It doesn't matter if you have a family and, you know, you're going through this transition, especially from COVID, you know, that you've lost job. You've lost uh, your house, car, and different things. We're here to try to help you get back up. And let you know that, you know, Bible says a man fallen seven times, but yet he gets back up. So that's the whole point to try to help somebody because we all, you know, they always say, but for the grace of God, go. I could have been me that failed. could have been, you know, I'm going to need that helping hand. So we're trying to just, you know, fulfill the ministry of what Jesus started. And that's to try to help people where we can help them to get back up and let them know they're not alone. That's the key thing. I think really in this type of situation, especially in this time and journey of life, a lot of people feel like they're alone. Family has left them or they've went through some different type of uh, hurt or pain or somebody's left them out and just said, you know what? You just figured it out yourself. Well, we're here to say, you know what? We're here in God's hand and lifting you back up wherever we can. So that's the main point of what God has given us. Get back up on your feet.
1: Man, I love that. I love that. Have you, I'm uh, just curious, um, you know, it's easy. A lot of people can get involved with, uh, you know, serving the homeless and helping their communities, um, but you're giving God the glory. So are, did you grow up uh, in church or as a Christian or what's your history there?
0: Yes, I was born and raised in the church, uh, non-denominational, they, they would say Pentecostal, you know, But, yeah, I was born and raised in the church. Uh, Of course, as a young man, as everybody pretty much does, you fall away and go see what the world has to offer because you've been raised all your life up in the church. So, yeah, went out into the world, backslid. But God has called you back. God's got a way to get your attention, and that's what he does. He gets your attention and pulls you back in. And, you know, firm believer what the Scripture says, train up a child in the ways to go when he's old, he won't depart from it. So that was the part of the upbringing. Yeah, I had... um, mom and dad were both evangelists so there was ministers. so i grew up in the church playing the drums playing for uh drums for the uh choirs and for different things my brother played the bass so he was a family my mother's song, father's song. so you know you did that
2: you know thing in the church that we all did. chad and i know that thing you grew up that. in the church but I, yeah i matched I <laughs> you just you just <laughs> gave everybody our testimony yeah, you know, I mean, exact same thing. Pentecostal background raised. I mean, we used yeah. to sing in a a group a band. They call them bands in the church. they were groups, but we sang in a group, together. right? Exactly, because <laughs> they didn't have bands. You know, we started introducing yeah. them to a little bit of distortion, maybe uh, on the guitar. Right. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, exactly right. And and I do believe we all kind of go out there and and see. See what's what, um, and either we come running back quick or not at all. I'm fortunate that God allowed Sorry. me to come back pretty quickly. But, um, you know, I, I, I've uh, Chad and I both grew up in California, and everybody knows California has okay. some issues um, when it comes to homelessness, mostly because of the environment, the climate. You know, you can survive the yes. climate, especially in the cities. Uh, during the winter times, same thing in Phoenix. Um, I used to live in Phoenix, so It was the exact same way. During the winter time, we get a huge influx of snowbirds, but also of homeless. Um, and and seeing the the situation, you know, I, I think I grew kind of callous to it. I used to work downtown Phoenix uh, at the J.P. Morgan or Chase Tower, and every single day, I'd have after you know, I took the train, uh, so I'd see it on the train, and I'd walk past it uh, every day, and you get to a point where at first I try to help a little bit, but then you get to the point where it's like you see the same person for a year, year and a half, mm-hmm. you know, they're still in the same spot doing the same thing. And you get, like, I think a lot of people do, you get callous to it. It's like, why isn't this person doing something? <clears throat> and uh, right. I, I think a lot of people get that way. Uh, well, you should be helping yourself or whatever. I travel all over the world. I've seen homelessness at different levels in different you know, countries especially developing nations where i mean to be homeless is a death sentence what's interesting is i spent a lot of time in poland recently any any of the homeless that i saw were typically in their 60s and 70s it was the older crowd that that was ostracized and out on the streets because they had no other they had no income you know and family wasn't there to help them and things like that did you have that kind of feeling when you went into this or what did, what did God call you specifically to do? Why did you decide to take this up with that kind of sentiment that goes on in the United States of like, Oh, half these people don't really, there's no reason for them to be there. Like legitimate reason. What did God tell you specifically and, and what caused you to really jump into, to help the homeless like you are?
0: Well, this is one thing that um, the first, uh, let me just go ahead and bring it into when we first started this, the name of it, it was 2019, I was praying and I was, you know, seeking God because he was like, I know this, you've been giving me this, you know, this burden to help people. It wasn't necessarily the homeless. It just became the homeless because that's where God led us. But we wanted to name it in secondhand ministry, giving people a chance, a second chance. That's what it was going to be called. And I looked it up and I was like, no, that's not it. So I was in prayer and, and the words clearly came to me, get back up. And so I was like, get back up. I was like, okay. So we came up and Lord, Lord gave the name, get back up. So in 2019, it came, uh, went, filed, got our 501c3 and all through the government. And so it was like, well, we don't know which way to go with this. So we ended up getting with some other ministry that took us out to the homeless. And as we were out and about and, you know, learning more and more on how to touch the homeless and what their needs were, you know, we we always pray. That's one thing me and my wife do. We connect. We pray. We pray. We fast. We seek God on this one, and the way God led us to do the way the ministry is, we're we're non-judgmental, so we don't judge them on where they're at, but we try to help them, and then we give them the option of you know if you if we want to make a change. We're here to help you to make that change but if not we're here just to fulfill the need that you need finances we're not out to try to give you money for anything but we'll meet your need whichever way we can you know and you see some of the same people just like what you were saying like in phoenix you'll see the same people a lot you know and we're finding out in which we knew a lot of it is mental you have a lot of people that have mental problems that they can't and it you don't know what the mental state is you know you don't know how far they are, but you know it's mental because you can just tell by even talking to them, having a conversation. Because if you ever came out with us, we we have shoppers. And what a shopper does is we have a whole bunch of tables with different things. And that shopper gets to know this person. You ask them how they're doing. How's your day? You know, what's your name? is What's your need? I mean, how is things out here on the street? What can we do to help you? Do you want to get off the street? Because a lot of people don't want to get off the street. They're just accustomed to it. They don't want to get into the system. They don't want, they feel like if some family members will come and find them or see them like this, they'll take them and put them in a hospital or a mental institution, and they don't want that. So that's why a lot of times we can't take pictures because people don't want that. But yeah, you you find out, you just have to say, you know what? We're here just to help. And we tell them all the time, we're not here to judge you. I mean, some people want drugs, and you know, they're looking for this kind of stuff. They're looking for something to, you know, to try to help take them away from the But we're not there for it i said we're here to feed you we'll give you something to drink we care to clothe you hygiene kits whatever your need is this is what we're here for and always always prayer you know because this is what we believe the chain that's what's going to change anything because we can't change them god has to change them that's why we say we don't we don't judge them we don't judge them at all i understand that you know some people come just for the stuff and that's fine because the main thing i don't want to look back and say god's saying well why did you judge that person you know you don't know what they've been through so we try to hear their stories and that's a lot of stuff i tell you it's so mind-blowing to hear a person's story on how they got there because it can be from the little stain of taking some drug that they have never tried and hit them mentally from their wife divorcing them or husband leaving them or the kids, something goes on and it caused them to be in that state of mind. It ain't always what we think it is because you will be surprised things that happens. You know, from one time I was a judge this time I'm out here on the street, you know, it's happened. There's lawyers downtown right now. People that had a lot of money, they'll tell you, yeah, I had this business. I had that. Something went wrong and bam, here I am.
1: Yeah. I love the, I love the old saying that, uh, you know, when you're, when you're, especially when you're ministering in these situations that people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Right. And so, right. so if you're out there spending time with them, like you said, these shoppers and, and that's important that we bring that up because we hopefully guys are listening to this, you know, here in the Oklahoma city area, uh, you know, if the burden is there, if the heart is there, they can get involved and know there's something that they can do. So, I appreciate you bringing out this point, but that, you know, to go and to connect with somebody on the street, they're a human being. It's not just a homeless person. They're one of God's created humans. And so to go out and make that connection with them and help them along, you know, make sure they're getting what they need out there is so massive. And you'll see people get, um, if you're just going to like kind of check the box and go, Oh, I, I served a homeless person. Uh, you'll see there's there. I I've seen at least even confrontation because people don't need, just, they don't want just stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like I, so my son, he works at Kai's right across from the homeless Alliance there on Virginia 3rd. and third. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they have a lot of, a lot of issues and people getting angry and, and all this stuff but when there's a relationship even with this you know person that's out on the street it seems like things calm down and so maybe you can talk a little bit to that to just the humanity the side you know that you guys face whenever you're out there ministering
0: well when we very first started we were outside matter of fact right outside the homeless alliance center and we would every friday before our our, um Outreach I would go out and pass out flyers. I do that every Friday so that I connect and people know who I am They know my vehicle so they know what I'm down there for so I will go from there to the night shelter around the red salvation Jesus You know Jesus house all downtown. I'm passing out flyers and connecting with them Let them know we're having you know outreach come get food come get clothing, you know tents sleeping bags Whatever your need is and so with that being said, when we first started outside, it was kind of challenging at first because we didn't have security. You know, you don't have people. You just go by prayer. God's got to move. This is what you called us to do. This is what we're standing on, believing by faith. So we would have I, I said first one, we had about 15, 20 vehicles, about 30 people. And we're setting up tables. So now we're outside setting up tables. And, you know, we got all these totes with all the goods and products and different stuff that we're going to have it. So they're out here and they're lined up. And you may have anywhere from 75 to 100 people sitting outside waiting. And they're all antsy because they're all like, oh, they see stuff. They say, oh, I want these shoes. So they're trying to run up. I want to grab this. And I I have to be security. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. Y'all have to wait. We're here to serve you. We're here to give you what God want us to give you. And that's love, because this is with love that we, you know, we're drawing people in with love and I let them know. And then they settle down and then you have other people amongst the homeless and say, hey, hey, y'all can't do this. And so we get them lined up, formed in a line, and then it's one by one. So over the period of time of them, you know, like you are saying, built up a relationship with them, they know who you are, that i can give you a story it was really it's it's funny but not funny in in that sense of matter uh i was we was doing it one weekend and i went down and i said look let's take some pictures i said does everybody okay we taking pictures so everybody's like yes i said we take pictures because a lot of people that sponsor it just helps them to see what we do and this helps us with getting sponsors so I'm taking pictures, and this gentleman in the very back steps out, hollering, who said you could take my picture? Who said you take my picture? I said, sir, calm down. I said, I, did, I asked everybody, and everybody said that it was fine. So he's walking up on me, and you tell he's very irate, very mad, just, you know. And I'm walking to him. I said, sir, sir, somebody steps out of line and says, look here. You get out the way. Don't you come up here. And then another man from behind in the line steps behind me. You come up here, and he's just cussing and going on what he's going to do to him so the man calms down they push him out the line come back and so i took these pictures we're starting and everybody's coming through so i look over to my right and that man is sitting standing over there his shirt is ripped off of him his nose is busted open and he's bleeding so i'm running to him because we have you know healthcare stuff and we have and he didn't want help and i said sir what can i do for you i said "Well, would you like to get some stuff he said Oh, well, i'll be fine would you like to get some stuff he said yes yeah. so i took him around personally as his shopper and talked to him and try to lift him up encouraging because you never know what these people go through it's sad to say but a lot of them get raped men and women they're fighting for their lives they have to try to form or get into a camp where some of the people are awake while the other ones are sleeping. And it goes vice versa because people come through all the time, you know, and they all have knives, uh, machetes or some type of weapon to protect themselves because it goes on all the time. And so I was talking to the man and, you know, people had get offended that he came and mess, was trying to mess up what we were there to do. So they, they beat him up. You know, it's sad, but that's what goes on. They said, look, here, we got this going on and we're getting things that we need. And then you're going to try to mess it up and detour people to come help us. So that's what had happened to him. So, I mean, it's it's sad to go down there and see that kind of stuff. But people are you got generally the majority of the people are so excited that you're there. So the relationship is built and they always keep away those that are going to come in with the wrong attitude or wrong motive. They they. They defend for, for us, even though we don't, you know, can defend for ourselves if we need to, but that's just how they are. They're grateful. They're so grateful.
2: I think a lot of what we do, I've worked a lot on nonprofits, like I said, all over the world, mission groups, stuff like that, that are all trying to do some kind of aid, They're trying to give aid, you know, and try and help people in crisis. And, and a lot of times I think a lot of the, the money that we churches and, and different groups spend is on those missions, trying to reach you know, these, these foreign locations and help these people out, um, when there's really a huge need here in the United States. And I think, but like I said, I think a lot of times people just get callous to it and they see it so much and they don't understand we live in the land of opportunity. Why aren't you taking advantage of the opportunity? Um, and it does come back to what you were saying. I think a lot of mental health and I've been, really involved on that side of things and understanding the mental health system and everything that's lacking in the United States and everything wrong with it. Um, but, uh, one of the things that I always try to do is work with organizations that, um, don't give handouts they give a, you know, a hand up or help help somebody get, get back to a certain point. And I think that's exactly what you're saying with get back up. Um, what, what are you guys able to do when it comes to, um, like long-term support? Do you have partners that you work with or is there a way to get somebody off? Are you, are you, are you able to get anybody off the streets uh, and back into, plug them back into society or is it mostly just the immediate crisis needs that you're, you're addressing?
0: Well, the awesome part is we have teamed up with a lot of people. I mean, we've teamed up with uh, uh, North Park Health, that is downtown area. We've teamed up with the Food Bank of America, you know, Oklahoma Food Bank, uh, Homeless Alliance Center. We have a pantry on the south side, food pantry that we use. So we're connected with different people that can help them if they want the help, you know. And uh, we've helped them. We've got a lady in, in our group that sign can sign people up for housing. So that's been like the biggest thing. Some people are just waiting on housing. And we've probably seen a good 15 to possibly 20 people off the street they've gotten their housing and as they get the housing we try to plug them in with anything that they may need as in furniture or um you know as well as dishes and you know just different things that they need for the housing. we tell them let us know your need that's what we try to fulfill and we have different organizations even with that that you know don't mind helping you know and the thing that you find out is a lot of people don't mind helping whatever they can find out the need it was so beautiful because uh, the beginning of the year, the Lord had already told us that he was going to pro- have the provision before he gave us this vision. And that's every year. It's God. We 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 seek God. And that was the thing he said this year. He said, you'll see the provision more than you will see the vision. And that's the truth. We've been I've had to get two different types of uh, uh, places just to storage just, just to hold the stuff that God has blessed us with. So, I mean, in the more and more every day, something, either I'm getting a call or something, I got this, I got th- a lady just the other day called me, I got bags and things for you, you know, and people are giving furniture, they've given dishes, they're giving TVs, I mean, fans, you name it, that we're getting this kind of stuff. So I had to open up, go back to my storage, I need another storage, because <laughs> I'm getting full. And this is the stuff that God, is, it's all the provision that you can get. It's just the idea of which way to go with it. And that's where this is starting to come more and more to fruition for us because God is blessing with people that's got this need. Uh, I'll tell you this. I had one day a lady called me, she said, I got a bunch of boxes. I was like, well, you know what? We don't turn, we, our, our, our story is we don't turn nothing down but our callers. So we'll take anything anybody gives us. So I got the boxes loaded up in the back of my truck. The very same day that evening, I got I got a call that somebody was moving and wondered if I had boxes. I said, look at God. (laughs) I said, This has got to be a God. I said, it's so funny you called me. I said, because I got a box. I got a truck full of boxes right now. So I took them over to the person so they could start boxing stuff up. So you just never know, you know what a person. That's why we don't turn nothing down, because it seems like when it comes, it, it soon it goes. And I think that's just, you know, scripture-wise, you know, you can't beat God-given. As long as your hand stays open, there's always to be a fulfillment, but it always needs because you keep giving, you keep giving, you keep giving. So it's just a blessing, I tell you, and it's so warming in the heart, you know, in your spirit. I know people say, well, you'll be blessed behind this. But you know what? I, I don't do it for the blessings. I do it because this is what God has given me in my heart to do, you know? And I know he's going to bless us, but we don't look at it like that because if anything, the scripture says that you want to reap your harvest in heaven, not on earth. So I want it to be where the moths can't get to it. It can't be stolen. Everything that I'm doing is for heavens, not for earthly sake. It's for heaven's sake. I don't want to have a mention that's gonna be bare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just
2: obedience. You know, it's like you you we, yeah. we try and talk about that with our guys here. It's not everybody's always looking for a motivation of some kind. Now I say motivation's crap. Mm-hmm it's it's fake you know uh it, it, it's <laughs> yeah, you're either obedient or you're not god tells you to do something right. you do it whether you're motivated or not to do that because that's what he's yeah. called you to do and then he, he does bless us typically that's just something but that's something he said he's going to do you know it's like we're either obedient mm-hmm. or not when he calls us we either step up no matter what we feel about ourselves no matter how we look at ourselves no matter where what level we think we're at it doesn't matter how much money we have or don't have you know it's like if he calls right. you to do something you take those those steps of faith and, and you just he says test him you know it's he's gonna he's gonna open up and, mm-hmm. and pour out on you especially if you're in his will and so that's amazing to hear right. you say that and then to hear about the abundance because one of the things that irks me about the us like I said having traveled the world is the waste that goes on here the food right. uh, the materials the technology all this stuff that just gets tossed you know for no uh, odd apparent reason mm-hmm. uh, it's great to hear that you're able to to take some of that and and you know help help people in crisis out i think that's super important but uh, real quick and i don't, don't want to cut you off shad or anything but i was going to ask um what was there anything in your life or or, or is there anything that 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 drove you in the direction you're going to or was it just like one day god's like hey you're gonna do this so get moving was there was there like a something that led up to it or or what what was your motivation even though i just called motivation crap uh (laughs) behind doing this and how about
1: inspiration Inspiration. there we go inspiration way better
2: yeah
0: well uh this happened, let's say, 2019 is when we got the the letter of intent that we were, you know, 501. We was government federal. And what had happened was COVID hit. You know, and when COVID hit, it slowed it, everything down. So, you know, I kind of was like putting it on the back burner. And then 2021, 4 a.m., I got a phone call to changed my life forever. Got a call that my daughter had been shot and killed. So here I am. I'm just like, I'm not out. I mean, I mean, hurt. You know, I'm just like, Lord, why? What, what, you know, this, that, and other. She was in the wrong place at the wrong time. They still haven't even found the person that shot her and killed her. It's kind of like a drive-by or whatever, you know. And so she has three, three kids now. So three grandkids, she's gone. And then you're trying to explain to a four-year-old a three-year-old and then a one-year-old you know what what what's going on so it just so happened to be around me and my wife's birthday slash anniversary that we took a trip and we got away from all this after we you know went through the burial and everything and she was like well do you want to still do this like yes we still going to do this we got to get away i got to get away too much is going on from january the 27th We're now into March, and I'm off this time trying to get things figured out. So we go to Hawaii, and we're there for about 10, 12 days. And the whole time we're there, we're there fasting and praying and we, we we would get up i would get up roughly around three in the morning she'd get up a little later and i'm in i got a two-bedroom so i'm in the other bedroom after i get up we, we you know we stayed in the same room but i would go to the other bedroom to just study and pray and i'm in there crying and seeking god i'm just like lord all this is going on now i'm just you know the weight is so strong you know it's just like i just lost one of our five kids you know the middle child and i'm just like oh lord what do we do from this point on so God met us in this condo in such a powerful way that I couldn't even explain it to you. She would get up and pray and then we would come to the dining table and we would sit there and have Bible study every day. Not one day did we miss from the time that we were there, either 10 or 12 days. I can't remember exactly how many days we were there. Every morning we sat at that table from anywhere from four to six hours in the word, praying and hearing God speak. And he would move in such a way. I mean, he met us in that room. You know, the script said we're two or three together, and then I'll be in the mist. He was in the mist every day. And that's where the strength came from. That's where the moving and the GBU, the get back up, that's where all that came from, spending time with him. And we would fast every day to the point that we were done. And we may not leave that condo to 4 or 5 o'clock that evening. But we stayed there until God was through. We went through till his spirit was through moving. And we spent time in the word. And he would speak. And he would say, This is what I want you to do. You know, you need to do this. Clean up what we need to clean up in our heart. Clean up. In, you know, it was basically a point of time. It was like the Moses encounter, where Moses was out in the wilderness for 40 days. God had to clean him up, had to get things out of him. That's what it was with us. It was like 11, 12 days of just being cleaned up with God. Everything in the heart, got to get it out. You got to clean. I got to cleanse you. That's what the fasting and praying was. Because, you know, some things don't happen unless you fast and pray. So I don't know who may be listening, but be encouraged to fast and seek God through fasting and praying. Because this is where you want to get God's attention. Eliminate some stuff. Go without some things to show God that you're for real. Moses fasted 40 days. Jesus fasted 40 days. It was purposeful. Cleansing product. Cleanse your, your, your flesh so that your spirit can rise up. That's what we did for the time we were there. And I tell you, God miraculously changed the heart, the mind, gave us the call on what he wants us to go forward with. And this is how things are, you know, transpiring now. It's because of us being faithful to him. And he'll do the rest. And that's what he's been doing. And that was the motivation when I my daughter, I lost the daughter, and it just changed. It's just something in me just clicked. Had to get things in order. It's like God was saying, I know how to get your attention. You know, some things you, you have to say, God gets your attention one way or the other. And he got my attention. <laughs> and believe me, it's, it's the move now. So it's all about him. It's not about anything else. We put him first. We give him all the glory for everything. We always say we give God the glory so that we can tell the story. Because, you know, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And this is how we've been overcoming, by spreading the gospel, spreading the love of Jesus. And that's been the motivation behind it, that that, that was the thing that woke us both up. And trust me, it's been going on and still fast and still praying and still
1: seeking him on direction. I, I appreciate you addressing, you know, our listeners, because um, I, I was sitting there thinking, you know, there's there's probably people uh, listening that have a lot of excuses. And I'm not I'm definitely not here to condemn anybody and they shouldn't feel guilty. Right. They're hearing your story, because like you just said, it's, you know, the overcoming by the, the word of your testimony but it should inspire that there really is no excuses. You know, the devil's tactic is condemnation. He wants to condemn you and say, oh, you're, you know, you have all these reasons why you shouldn't do anything. And condemnation literally causes paralyzation. But when you're convicted in your heart and and you align, like you're saying, you get before God, you align with him, that causes change and it causes movement and it causes you to, to get back up. It causes you to, to take steps of faith. And so, you know, that's the difference between condemnation and conviction. And I really hear that in you. You had every reason to not even start. Um, but then at the same time, you had every reason to just say, okay, God, we'll, we'll give it all to you. And so, and you answer the call. You know, that's that's one of the reasons you're on here. It's not just about the fact that people do stuff that we want them on the Heroes of Faith podcast. It's the selfless service. It's the going outside of the everyday, it's out of the norm, it's in the midst of or in the face of adversity, you still said yes to God. And so we we want to honor you for that. And we really appreciate the, um, the testimony that you are. And again, to inspire other heroes of faith, I know there are people sitting and listening to this, that that need to step up, that there's something in this world that God's called them to do. And, and I hope they realize that there is nothing holding them back if they just get before God. And, you know, you gave them some keys. You gave them some keys, definitely. Prayer, and fasting, let God cleanse it all out. Let God, you know, you guys were obviously going through some healing. <laughs> I mean, that was a, a, a huge thing that just happened. And so you, you allowed God in, though, and to do the work and then look at this fruitful ministry Uh, So, so thank you for that, you know, and again, just really want to honor you for that. Yeah. I want to echo that too. I know
2: what's interesting is the last, I don't know how many podcasts, Chad, every single ministry, every, every hero that we talk to, um, has been born out of a tragedy of some kind. Uh, and I hate, and I'm not, and a lot of people can take that as, oh, well, God, you know, cause this to happen so that you can, and I always tell people that's bull crap and don't ever believe that God's <laughs> vision for us is life and life more abundantly. He always meant for us to have eternal life with him, living in absolute bliss, you know, in that nice garden until Adam and Eve screwed it up. But, um, it, there, there are things that happen in our lives. God knows those are, things are going to happen. He sees everything, you know, outside of our limited perspective. Uh, and you have a choice to either continue forward or not. You know, uh, the death of my own son was was that moment. I was supposed to go on a mission trip, my first one. And I was like, I just, just should cancel this. like one month after it happened. And I was like, I gotta cancel this, I can't go. If I decided to go, and if I hadn't gone on that, my life would have taken a completely 100% different direction than, than I have. I'm at right now. It was understanding that we're in a war, we're in a battle, you know, the devil wants to kill, still, and destroy. That's what he's doing. And there's going to be casualties as, as a former commander. I understand this very well, more than most. Um, that doesn't mean you stop the mission. Uh, that means you continue forward and understanding that understanding that battlefield, what it really is. You know, it's a war zone. You know, he doesn't want any of us to, to survive it. Um, the only thing that the only way he wins is if we quit. If we don't listen to the call, if we're not obedient, because mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be casualties along the way. Like I said, every single podcast we've done, something has been born out of that. And I think that's what the difference is between uh, sitting down and, and not doing anything, which is where he wants us to be lulled into sleep and complacent and, and or stepping up no matter what the situation. I guarantee everybody, if you are feeling called to do something, you're going to come across adversity. Now God can clear all that out of the way but he doesn't get involved in our affairs too often. That's why we have free will. That's why we're able to make decisions because if it wasn't good or evil, there wouldn't be good. If there wasn't fear, there wouldn't be courage. There's all these different things out there. So he doesn't interfere too much. We have to just say, we're going to continue to move forward just like Cornelius here, uh, regardless of the situation, or we're going to take that situation and we're going to, we're going to turn that into something good, you know, Um, and, and I think that's, that's exactly what's going on here. So you can anticipate there's going to be some friction, conflict and things like that, but you just keep going forward. You keep being obedient. God will pour out his blessing. And guess what? Our time here on earth is minuscule compared to eternity with him and everybody else in our lives, you know, that, that has accepted him and is, is, is going to be in his presence. So I just want to say thank you for, for continuing to make, continue to move forward with the mission. And not letting something like that keep you because that is a horrible situation i understand it better better than most um and it is it is that pivotal moment it's either you quit or you keep going and you kept going and i hope that other men listening to this understand that you're gonna have hardship you're gonna have pain but you just keep going that's how god made us that's what he made us to do uh it's an endurance race so just keep running it but thank you Can I say something on that
0: point? Um, I think what we don't realize as people, we go through different things for a purpose. It's not for us, but it's to benefit the testimony that we have to give to other people. You know, I look at the tragedy and I say, oh, Lord, yeah, we went through this. This it hurt It's painful. But you know what? I know God in a different way that I never would have known him if I wouldn't have lost my daughter. How can I tell somebody else, or witness to somebody else, about a comforting God if I've never been in pain and been in agony, you know, been through some type of loss? So when you know God as a comforter or as a healer, if you had cancer or if you've been sick on your deathbed, you know God in that aspect. So then when you testify about his goodness and his grace, it just touches the heart of other people to know, you know what, if he said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever— Then he's a God that changes not if he did it for you, then he'll do it for me. And that's the testimony that I get behind what we went through with the loss of a daughter. You know, hey, somebody else loss lost on. I understand. But let me explain to you how God brought me out and how God gave me the comfort and the joy back of my salvation. Because you can't testify about a God that you haven't experienced. You know, it's all for the testimony for his glory overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and the word of God, then we love not our life unto death because we've been able to tell him the goodness of what he's brought us out, And that's the testimony. And that's what we get to share in points of time when people have lost someone. I experienced it. I understand what you're going through. I know the sleepless nights. I know getting up early in the morning crying and you're still missing. And the phone calls that you wish you could talk or the text messages, because that's what I have on my phone. The last last text message I got was her birthday, which was on the 16th. I text her, gave her the love that I, you know, love you. Have a great day. Love you too, daddy. And then bam, the 27th of last, next time I hear, and it was that she got killed. So with that, you hold on to the memories, but you give God all the praise for the time that I had with her.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, it's hard. It, going through something like that will definitely, first off, make you question a lot. Uh, my wife and I had a lot of time questioning, you know, what? what is your plan? Why is this happening? You know, what, you know, what are we supposed to do? But it also solidifies a lot of, of your, your beliefs, uh, it solidifies your faith. It can destroy you too, if you let it, but, the the, the movement is it's, Hey, look, th- this happened. God didn't kill my kid. I'm going to tell everybody that until the day I die, he, he allows things to happen, but the devil is the one that wants to kill still and destroy. Right. Um, but it happened right. and he's, he, he knew it was going to happen and he knows the direction of my life. And you're exactly right. If I, if I hadn't experienced that, I don't honestly, I'd probably be dead. <laughs> I don't think I would have chosen anything near what, what my life looks like right now. And so I, and then I wouldn't have been able to help all the thousands and thousands of people. I've been able to help probably in the tens of thousands now uh, because of that situation, but it wasn't the situation itself. It was the decision continue to move forward with the mission. And I think that's where God's blessing comes in and he pours it out. And I'll see my kid again someday. I'm not too
1: worried about that. There's a perfect segue to, you know, one one more piece that we don't always get into with uh, how we identify heroes of faith is changing the narrative. And so uh, I love what you're saying, what you've said, actually, this whole, this whole podcast really, uh, because we hear so much, of the negative and we we hear and we see you know homelessness is on the rise all over you know the u.s um but you're bringing in a perspective that we don't get to hear on the mainstream media um and that is really a a touch of it's a god touch it's a kingdom uh Mm -hmm. message so um can you maybe talk to that a little bit yeah there there is a national problem yeah there there you know, there is we are seeing a rise of homelessness in, in like every city. It's not just San Francisco, New York and L.A. It's here in Oklahoma City. It's it's everywhere. It's a small town that me and Pete grew up in. There's a whole homeless you know, thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, can you talk to it from your perspective as one who's in the trenches? But more importantly, one who is kind of you're, you're like an ambassador. You're sent by God to this to this call.
0: Well, you know, seeing it, it's it's heartbreaking because you know it's it's they've already predicted that the beginning of this year the recession that may be taking place, and they're looking at more or more thousands of people here just in Oklahoma. We've got about four thousand or more homelessness. You know, of course, y'all know California's number one, Texas number two, and you know, then you got New York, Florida, and the homelessness is just crazy. We went to Hawaii, and Hawaii is one of the top places just were homelessness. but you understand that because it's so high to live there you know the the all the uh food and everything the industry there everything is so much higher so the homelessness i mean it's not something that's ever going to go away which we all know that you know jesus even said that the homeless and people you're going to always have with you you're always going to have them but the thing is i think that you know there's recommendations, different things that we can do. I believe even as a nation, that we could just build, you know, little tiny homes. There's something to get people off the street to put a roof over their head. You can bring communities in, but you know, it's just however our government wants to do things. Yeah, I think there's way around a lot of different things. You're still gonna have people that's going to stay on the street because that's just their nature. But I mean, I think there's going to be different ways because a lot of people' job situation. I mean, I don't know if y'all are familiar with what happened with Amazon. They Shut off about thirty thousand people, I mean, you got all these layoffs, people coming. we're bringing in more ro- robots to do the work of what a human is because they can save money and and it's sad because this is what our world is coming to, but you know we're living in the end times, you know this is where we know where we're got the gospel's got to be spoken. We've got to be one of the two things. We've either got a plant seed or we got a water seed. God will get the increase. So all we can do is look at the souls of a lot of people. And that's what we're really out trying to do is to minister. We hand out Bibles. We're trying to, you know, let them, hey, where's your life at? I know you're out here, but what are you trying to do? What do you want to do? If you want to make a change, we're, like you said, we're here to give you a hand up, not a hand down. And we don't want to keep you level, but we want to try to bring you up. That's the hard part of it. The two letters, UP, get up, don't stay down. But if you want to stay down, that's your choice. But we're here to give you what God is. God don't want to see nobody down. He wants to keep you lift up. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and added no sorrow. So we're here to give you blessings upon blessings of whatever you will allow us to give you. So but yeah, with the homeless, it's, it's sad to say and to see all of it. But we know that it's the end times. It's going to get worse before it gets better. But it's a change that we can only do what we can do, you know, to finish whatever God is because you can't save and you can't help everybody, but you help the ones that God put in your pathway and you keep moving. Don't get stagnant. You keep moving.
2: Just like for someone like me, I. I've been focused so internationally, I honestly haven't focused too much in my own my own backyard. It's probably something I should do a little bit more. But what. What could somebody like me, you know, who's not involved at all now uh, do to, to help support? Uh, would it be, you know, going out with you and, and helping to serve or, or financially? Do you need more support financially or donations? What, what could the normal, just average person listening to this do to help you?
0: We actually would financially or help. Physically, whether it's going through with sorting, a lot of people don't like to sort and go through, you know, that's the pretty much where we say we're in the trenches because we're going through all this stuff because you, you get stuff that people give away. Of course, they know the homeless can't use this or is holy. You know, we always have a model that we don't want to give them nothing that we wouldn't want. So we make sure the clothes are clean. We wash them, smelling good with gain, good smelling, smell stuff. I mean, they deal with enough stinky stuff, you know, out there on the street. So why would we want to give them something stinky? So we check the clothes, make sure they're clean, make sure they ain't got holes in them. Cause underwear. some people just give you stuff, just, you know, well they can just use this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we don't give them used underwear. We buy new underwear. So, you know, it's always financial and going through the trenches It's usually, that's the, the the probably the hardest thing that we have finding people that want to go through all this n- stuff that may be nasty. Some may be clean. We always try to inspire people to please give it to us clean. But if you don't, we'll make sure it's clean before they get it. Because that's how people think, you know, oh, they can use this shoe. It's all tore up and that shoe's not, you know, one sock might have a hole and the other one doesn't. That's trash. Who's going to want <laughs> a oh, holy sock? <laughs> you out there in the cold. And I mean, no, we don't give nobody no stuff. So that that's, you know, between that finances and goods, that that's something that we 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 all take on whichever way you know have a bad we always say have a God lead you that's the way we want you know because when God leads you it's always from the heart.
2: If you're a man who's ready to jump into the trenches, you need to get good at sorting out holy underwear. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, don't have three. Don't have
0: just three holes. You'll have four and five oh, if you God, that's <laughs> oh, there is that you don't put nothing in. Yeah. That's
2: true. <laughs> so,
1: so, how so, just uh, practically speaking, you know, you said you're out there on Fridays, and then how do people find you and get connected with GBU? And, you know, if they do want to serve with you, how can they get plugged in?
0: Well, we have a website, and on our website is gbullc.org. And on that website, we have where you can join. Uh, i do a blog every monday through friday we have a blog where it's uh mindset monday teaching tuesday wisdom wednesday and thirsty thursday and then today was uh faith building friday so i do a blog every We i pray seek god on what to say how to say it and i do a blog on that uh our llc.org uh, and then we have facebook so you can like us on facebook it's a uh, gbu oklahoma FacebookOklahoma.org. And we we do a lot of things on that. And you can like us on the page. So we have a lot that we're trying you can reach us at. And our phone number is 405-888-0043. And you can give us a call. That's how we get a lot of calls on different things that, you know. And then our 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 uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at G B U O K C
1: We'll put it in the we'll put it in the in the notes too on because people can watch this on youtube and uh you know spotify and and apple podcasts all those things so we'll make sure to get your info out there as well we've been i can't believe how fast this has gone by it's been amazing we we love to give people you know our guests the final word but um it, it, typically it's like we want to you know reach out to our guys but i'd like to just um, you've been sharing your heart this whole time, really. But I'd like to give you the final word, like a word from your heart, you know, why this is important, why you do what you do. If it inspires somebody else, it's, you know, however you want to do it. But I just got that sense that let's hear a little bit more, just this last piece of your heart. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll end with that. Inspire our men. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> I want to encourage anybody. You know, the Bible says build your treasures up in heaven. And that's one thing that you don't want to do is leave everything thinking that you can get as much money because we, you can work all and get all the money you want to get. Money will never go with you. You can work as hard as you want to get all the items and stuff that you want to get. It doesn't matter about the cars, the jewelry, the houses and all of that. It means nothing when we die. The key is that you build up your treasures in heaven, because in heaven, that where nobody will get to, it will always be there with you. And you'll be able to treasure those things for life, for eternity. But if we worry about what we get here, you know, and God even spoke to us one time. He said, what is this stuff that people want? I mean, it, it, it profits you nothing. The Bible says to profit the world, to gain the whole world and lose your soul. What do you get from that? So, I would encourage everybody to look at your life. Just take a palm. The Bible says, examine yourself, whether you be in the faith, prove your own self. Know ye not that your own self, that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobate. But the thing is, you need to examine your life and say, what am I doing for the kingdom? Because at the end of the day, what we do for the kingdom is all that matters. It doesn't matter what we do on this earth for earthly things, but for kingdom's sake. So make sure that you're lining up with his word. Be encouraged. Keep praying. Keep seeking God. And let go, let God, and let him have his way with you. God bless you.